Hey, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. I'm your host, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian. And we're back. This episode's about One Tree Hill, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm inside the One Tree Hill Facebook. Uh, they're called Treeheads and Hillers. That's what they call themselves, Hillers. And I'm a, I'll call my, I said I'm a treehead, treehead. Shout out to all my treeheads out there. Uh, a lot of the people want to be on the podcast, which is good, to talk about One Tree Hill. So our goal is... Maybe we're going to take a trip to North Carolina and record on that famous bridge in Wilmington. I heard it's uh, not so not so uh, safe place, so we might just drive through it before we do it. Uh, recap episode four. We're on episode five, season one, episode five, so this might take years, I guess. Because I got a life and everything else, stand-up comic, but we got a lot of time to watch it. One Tree Hill, it's on the CW. It used to be on Warner Brothers, but on the CW. Uh, last time we found out Lucas Scott, uh, which is Nathan's half brother, is adjusting to school in the newfound fame at school. His brother uh, invites him to school, and he plays a video clip of his father and Lucas's mother at prom. How she says they want to be together, and then Lucas he confronts his mom because he's like, "Yo, why isn't Dan not helping us financially? We grew up, you know, beyond below middle class when we could have been living good, having houses, Gucci feather now, living sweater now." He thought about that. Uh, but his mom was just like, no, I didn't want to owe Dan anything. Uh, Nathan steals his girl's car, crashes it. Uh, instead of getting a DUI, just leaves his car there. And Lucas is like, look, I'm going to fix Peyton's car. And uh, that's his time to slide in Peyton's DM. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happened thus far. So we're going to start. I'm watching this through Hulu. I don't know whose password I have, but I'm watching it through Hulu. <laughs> I'm watching it through Hulu. So let's see what happens on this episode of One Tree Hill, episode five. It's called uh, Where I End and You Begin. Ooh, Where I End and You Begin. So we start this episode. Uh, scene begins with Peyton behind the wheel on 4th Street in Wilmington. We don't know how dangerous that is. And uh, Lucas, she's staring at a stoplight. There's like three stoplights, and she's staring at it, holding her car, gripping the grain, as Paul Wall used to say. Then we go, we cut to Lucas, and Lucas is looking at a newspaper. And that newspaper is of Payton's drawing of this stoplight. And uh, here comes Haley. Haley walks in. Lucas confronts Haley. And uh, pretty much, you know, Haley's crying. She's teary-eyed about it. And he goes, yo, why was your, your hat inside Peyton's car? Like, why are you around Nathan? And then she goes, hey, um, the reason why is to protect you. I made a deal with him. If I tutor him, then he'll believe you alone. And he goes, well, I can handle myself, so stop tutoring him. She goes, Lucas, like, I'm not going to break a promise. I'll be just like him if I break a promise. So he's in his feelings about it. Then we cut back to Peyton, and she's running through red lights. Just, whew, I don't know. I don't know if she's on drugs or something. like. This is CW, so maybe it might be drugs or something like that. But she's running through red lights throughout downtown Wilmington. Surprised there's no cops there, especially because the speed limit has to be 35 for downtown. Uh, then we go to Nathan and his dad. They're talking about the father and son game. So everyone's getting geared up for the father and son game. And uh, and then someone cuts back to Lucas. Go back to the store. Lucas is talking to Haley about it. And a guy gives him a paper. And the paper is a write-up about Dan, Nathan, and Lucas, the Scott family, and how the basketball genes come from Dan. Now he's a father of both of the boys. <clears throat> then we cut back to Dan's house. And Nathan brings the paper to Dan. He's like, can you believe this? Freak. Then Deb talks to uh, to Dan. He's like, you know what? Your kids could actually get along if you would encourage it. 
which I agree with Deb. Deb seems like the only person in this whole show with common sense to be like, hey, let's let's bury the hatchet. And uh, Dan's like, nah, we're not doing that. And Nathan's like, no, I'm going to go to school and have breakfast with my brother, my big brother. So it's just still, you know, still effed up situation. Um, we get back to school. Brooke walks up to Luke and asks him, oh, I saw you in the paper today. You'd be better if your clothes were off. Brooke is, you know, continually throwing the platypus at Lucas, which is, you know, that's her character at the time. That's her character. So we cut to practice, and Whitey, we love old man Whitey. He was just recently in uh, You Better Call Saul about not, <clears throat> excuse me, giving up his house. But Whitey asks Lucas, are you going to play in the father-son game? And Lucas is like, nah, I don't see no point. He goes, Really? You don't want to dunk on your old man and show him about basketball? <laughs> so I, I guess Whitey is encouraging to do that. And then a fight breaks out on the cheerleading court. Brooke and Peyton just get into it. Peyton's like, whatever, this is freaking stupid. And Brooke's like, yo, don't come at me because you and Nathan didn't work out. She goes, not about Nathan. It's about this stupid game, banging the most popular guy in school, and cheerleading's lame. And Brooke is like, yo, and this – <laughs> I played I played sports. I never remember the cheerleaders being in the gym when basketball practice was going on. They usually are outside or in this other part of the gym. So maybe the school needs funding or something like that. So then we cut to uh, the shop where Lucas is talking to his Uncle Keith and ask him, you know, do you want to play basketball with me? And then Keith holds up the article. He's like, oh, with the Scott family. And Keith lets him know that he sucked in high school. But you can sort of feel that Keith is kind of jealous of Dan that his little brother was, you know, this this town's legend, and he's the town's mechanic. So uh, Dan pulls up to the shop. He says, hey, can you get uh, some water from my big brother? And Keith throws him a bottle of water. And then uh, Lucas goes, you know, that article's fake. You're not my dad at all. And then Dan hits him back and goes, uh, yeah, you're right. The article is a lie. And goes, you're not a Scott, and you never should have had that name in the first place. Woo! If I had that, burr, 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 holy f! Woo! So to all my treeheads and hillers, like, yo, this is freaking wild. Uh, Luke's like, I got no responsibility to him and that name, and Luke's like, I'm just gonna change my name. So we cut to commercial, folks. I'm watching this to Hulu. This commercial is by Dixie Cups, Dixie New Paper Plates. Dixie has this new ingredient where they put I don't I don't want no scientific ingredient why my paper plates are, but they're saying how paper plates are stronger. So we cut back, we're at high school, the home of the Ravens, Tree Hill High School, father son basketball game, Tuesday night at eight o'clock. So we cut to high school and we're going to we're going to Dan's. Well Dan's pulling up to Whitey's, he's pulling up to Whitey's. And he's asking for advice. He's asking for advice and confide him. You can tell Dan has a has a a previous relationship with Whitey because he he asks for Whitey's advice, but he doesn't want it, but he wants it. So Dan pulls up to Whitey's office and he goes, you know, Lucas, <clears throat> excuse me, is playing with Keith. He goes, Keith isn't a dad. And Whitey hits him right back and goes, you haven't been much of a father either. And I'm like, man, this old man is sassy. And he said, this isn't about the kids. Dan, this is about you. This is about you not claiming Lucas as your son. You feeling like you made a mistake. And he goes, you got to claim your son. And you can see Dan's eyes realizing that, wow, Whitey's really right. I treated this boy so bad, and I need to embrace him as my son. He bears my last name. 
And you see Whitey really, Whitey really understand. Yeah, think about it. Whitey's a coach and he's been in this neighborhood for a long time. So he's seen these boys, seen these men as they were children. So he remembers Dan when he was like 15. Now he was like 40-something. Uh, we cut to Putt-Putt. We're at Putt-Putt Golf, golf and uh, Lucas and his mom are talking. And she asks him, she goes, hey, you want to change your last name? And he goes, yeah, I don't want anything to do with Dan. Uh, Dan doesn't claim me. I don't want to bear his last name, and I can change it. And she tells him a story. And she goes, when I was pregnant, you know, Dan had a full-ride scholarship, and he was going to go to college, but he told me, when I told him I was ma- pregnant, that he was going to marry me. So he goes, leading up to the preg- the birth, Dan pretty much runs off. She goes, when we had the hospital, when I had you, Keith was there. And Keith was the one who wrapped you in his arms, and he cried when you were born. And she goes, uh, just to let you know, even though we have the Scott name, not all Scots are bad. And it's not about the last name, it's what you do with it, and it's up to you, but you have my blessing. So Keith, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's drawn back a little bit and realizing, like, yeah, my dad's a Scott, but so was my uncle. My uncle's a Scott, too. That's still family. Uh, we cut to Nathan. Nathan's running around school looking for Peyton. Asks Brooke. Brooke is sassy. He's like, maybe she's fighting the homeless people. And then we find Peyton at the cemetery. So it's good character development. We're finding character development about Peyton, who she is, why she's like running through these red lights. Uh, we don't find out now, but Whitey finds Peyton at a cemetery. And she's trying to smoke a cigarette. She don't know what she's doing. The lighter's not clicking. And then we get some development onto Whitey. And Whitey tells her about her as her mother, uh, because she coached, she used to cheerlead for that, and Whitey tells her that she was a cheerleader just like you. And then Peyton looks at him and goes, what are you out here do, planning your reservation? Your reservation when you die? And everybody laughs, and Whitey goes, watch it now, watch it. And then Whitey tells us about how he lost his wife, Camilla, the same time Peyton lost her mother. So it's cool that they're bi- they're bonding. It's in a small town neighborhood like this. It's not really creepy that Whitey's like that. Whitey's like the sensei in the neighborhood. He's watched all these kids and their parents grow up. So he's like a like a the old grandpa. He's not like creepy Joe Biden. But uh, <laughs> another is Joe Joe Biden does a lot of weird videos of him like touching people. But uh, this dude, he's actually doing pretty good. He's actually doing pretty good. Uh, Whitey's like the old guy in the neighborhood that everybody knows that Whitey's the basketball coach. <clears throat> So uh, Nathan pulls up to Haley's house. I think they're at the house. I don't know where they are. Maybe this is a tutoring class. And he says, you know, Peyton and me are going through it. And Haley corrects him, Peyton and I. And he's like saying, like, we just broke up. And she's like, you really weren't a good boyfriend. And he goes, what? You don't know anything about us, about me and Peyton. And she goes, Peyton and I, <laughs> which is pretty good, which is pretty funny. You know, you can tell they're flirty a little bit. Like I said, I think, you know, Haley and Nathan have something in common. Something's about to happen. You know, but it's the CW, so, you know, anything can happen. Uh, Peyton pulls up in her car again to the signal. Like, she's about to start, you know, running past these red lights. And Lucas goes, wait, let me hop in the car. So Luke hops inside the car. And she's, again, pedal to the metal. Like, knee for speed, blowing through these red lights. And then he asks her, like, what's wrong? And she goes, my mom read one red light and died. And I run through several red lights and nothing happens to me. So now we're getting some character background about Peyton. So we realize she's she's wondering why she hasn't died yet and if her mother's done the same thing. So we're getting the depression, 
which is, you know, character development. You know, CW, we're expanding. There's only episode five, so we're seeing more character development in Peyton and Whitey. Then we see Dan. Dan pulls back up to Keith's uh, barbershop. I mean, uh, Keith's uh, body shop. And he goes, you know, Keith, the press is going to be there. And then Keith goes, so what? What's the big deal? And he goes, I know that you're ashamed of me and Lucas, but what makes you think that we're not ashamed of you? And he goes, let me let you know, I was a Scott before you were here. So I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Keith tells him, like, how much is this suit? I wonder what it's like if it's on the bottom of this floor all oiled up. So you can tell Dan and his brother really got some beef. I, I want to get some, hopefully we get development what happened between these two. Uh, we cut back to Peyton. She walks through the locker room. And this is you're not supposed to be happening. These boys are naked. She's walking past the locker room. But in this society now, they're you know gender neutral locker room. So there's nothing wrong with this. This is perfectly fine. Uh, so she goes back and she talks to Whitey. And uh, Whitey goes, you never know who's walking through a boy's locker room. <laughs> Whitey, old Whitey. Uh, we kick back to Putt-Putt again. Nope, we go back to Nathan's house. This is his house. Nathan and Haley are at the house because I see his, his uh, coat hanging up. And Haley is uh, checking him out about, you know, she's pretty much checking him about missing Peyton. Like, I can see you miss Peyton. Like, what's going on? And he goes, I really miss Peyton. I thought we would get back together. But, you know, this might be the end of me and Peyton. And she goes, Peyton and I. So uh, he asked her, are you going to come to my game? Before that, she goes, you got an 81 on your practice test. So she's excited. Like, she's thrilled that he's learning and he's not an idiot. Or just maybe he has a learning deficiency. He's not an idiot. And he goes, I'm going to stay at home and watch The Office, which is a play on The Office. The Office was there. Dang near Fang. I love The Office. Michael Scott, Nathan Scott, Lucas Scott, Keith Scott. A play on Scott's. I like it. Office, one of the greatest shows ever convened. Ricky Gervais had the original Office. But, uh, yeah, okay. So we cut back to Peyton and Whitey walking on that bridge that we talked about in the beginning. Like, I'm going to go to that bridge in Wilmington. And uh, Whitey's very witty. He's all like, I would offer you a smoke, but it looks like you're cutting down or cutting back. And uh, he doesn't like the cigar. He's just holding the cigar. And uh, she asks him, she's like, do you ever wonder what your life would be like if you weren't coaching boys the whole time? And Whitey goes, I missed a lot of anniversaries. I left a lot of dinners, everything else, coaching, which is very unique because coaches, a lot of people don't talk about how coaches really give up a lot to to coach. I remember my wrestling coaches say all the time, like, I don't have to be here. I can go home with my family. I'm like, you don't love your family. That's why you're here. <laughs> but it's tough, you know, developing children into, like, to the next level. I think it's harder in high school. You know, it's hard in high school. You don't know what you're going to get. You're developing them at a young age. In college, you know, you get to take a pick of who you want. And then pro is completely different because you're dealing with the top athletes in the world. So to these high school high school coaches, you know, it takes a lot to develop a player, develop a, a adolescent's mind to realize that you can go beyond yourself and push your body to that. So I understand what Whitey's going through. And then we get some character development on Whitey. And Whitey goes, <clears throat> uh, it took me anything to help me get through my wife's my wife's death. And he said he hasn't smoked a cigar since his wife died. And she goes, I got a, a match. And he goes, no, it's not the same. And Whitey looks at Peyton and goes, you know what? If your mom was here, I know she'd be proud of you. And I think she needed that. 
So it's good that we're seeing the relationship between Whitey and these different characters instead of just not being this, you know, this weird coach. Uh, here we go back to Putt-Putt again. Hayden and Lucas are talking it out. And she tells him, she checks him like, yo, I need you to support me right now. You're not supporting me. When you wanted to play basketball, I supported you. And this is my basketball. She goes, when you celebrate when you make a shot, I celebrate when someone learns. When someone doesn't have a deficiency, I help them conquer that. So this is like my basketball. So I need you to support me. And then uh, Lucas looks at her and goes, just tutoring, huh? So Lucas, I don't know if Lucas wants Haley. Because Lucas seems like he wants Peyton. So I guess Lucas wants Haley and Peyton. This is a CW, so anything can happen. They fist pump it out. Uh, so we cut to the basketball court. This is the court where we, where the freak is Skills at? Yeah, Skills and Mouth. Yeah, where these kids were growing up on the court and played with Lucas the whole time. So where, where in the fiddlesticks are these boys? It's all of a sudden left. Where are these kids at? They're on the pilot episode, so we don't know where they're at. So while they pump it out, uh, Keith's asked him, did you download the thing to change your name yet? And Keith pretty much tells him, look, I'm not your father, but uh, I just want to let you know, you know, I will never tell you what to do and what not to do. He said, but as long as I'm concerned, you and your mother have always been family to me. And he goes, you know, me and Dan had some problems growing up, and Nathan's pretty much a stranger to me. So uh, we're getting some some development we're finally getting some development on on Keith a little bit and Dan's relationship so something probably happened when they were kids or adults maybe they fought over Karen I don't know because he's at the he's at the hospital when Lucas is born so maybe Keith is trying to get with Karen like we see the the connection so maybe Keith has to step behind that piano and show Karen what it is and what it was so we cut back we're at uh this is Dan's house so we're back at Dan's house and uh, De- this is the first time we see Dev and Dan actually get a little uh, romantic. So, uh, <clears throat> actually, before before we get to the romantic, we're at the, at the house, and Dan and Deb are uh, actually we're at Dan's house, Deb and Dan's house, and Nathan's talking to his mom. And he even tells his mom, you know, Dad organized this so he could play basketball again. And she goes, look. You don't have to play if you don't want to. And she goes, did Dad send you to spy on me? She goes, no, you don't have to play. I feel like Dad's putting too much pressure on you. And she goes, you know, Dad will get over it if you don't play. And he goes, Mom, you know that's a lie. Dad will never do that. So you can tell Deb is coming back off the road. Uh, Whatever she does, she raises money for different organizations. And she's trying to have a, a relationship with her son. She's like, look, basketball isn't everything. And don't let your dad push you over the bridge trying to work hard for basketball, you know. <clears throat> so we cut to the bridge, the 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 bridge. Inside this group that we're in, this Facebook group, we love One Tree Hill, they say this bridge is very dangerous. So while there's no gangs there, we don't know. So we cut to the bridge, Lucas is playing basketball, he's walking basketball, and Peyton's there on the bridge. And, you know, Lucas slides in again, hey, Peyton, how's everything going? She goes, well, my boyfriend broke up with me, my mom's dead, you know, everything's great. And then Lucas says to her, you know, I'm sorry for what happened. He goes, you know, I would have traded my alive dad for your dead mom any day. Which is cute, but at the same time, kind of sick that he <laughs> that he would say something like that, you know. And uh, she she grins, she smiles, and he tells her, you know, I'll always be there for you. And she walks away, and he goes, Peyton! And she goes, 
don't ruin it. So Lucas has a tendency of just always overly talking. Like sometimes girls don't need you to fix them. They just need you to listen and then just walk the F off. So uh, that's what happens there. So we kept back to Dan and Deb. And Dan and Deb are flirting. They're getting a little sexy. So we're seeing like how they made Nathan. So we get it. And, uh, you know, she asked him, have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> and then he looks at her and then they kiss. And then she goes, I think you're pushing Nathan too hard. And he goes, listen, I- I'm not. She goes, when it's over, he'll miss it. He'll miss it. He'll miss it every day. He doesn't know it now, but when it's over, he'll miss it. And she goes, do you miss it? And Dan looks at her and goes, this is the best there ever was. He goes, for one to two hours, people chanting your name, the power having it like that. And I feel Dan about that. A lot of athletes have this problem when they leave high school or go to the collegiate level, and it's over. They don't know what to do. And they find, like, oh, what do I do now? What do I invent myself? Like, who who is this lady that lives in my house? Oh, that's my wife? What? Do, oh, my God, this is... You know, you think about that. You think about the immortality. You know, someone asked me the other day, Jerry, you want to wrestle? For what? It's over. My wrestling career is over. There's other things in life that you can do. So these college athletes or college and high school sports, you have to check on these people because it's hard transitioning to not being the man and then going to a campus where nobody knows you and nobody cares who you are. So I feel Dan a little bit there. And then she looks at him and she goes, what was better, high school basketball are having us, me and your son. And he goes, Deb, it was just different. Like, dude, you gotta, this is your family. I would pull up to Nathan. Nathan pulls up to Peyton's house. And he goes, hey, what you Peyton? And she, painting Peyton. And she's like, whatever. And then, you know, she's, you know, her eyes are rolling back. You know, she likes it. As you can tell, she still wants Nathan. And he goes, you know, I miss you so much. I freaking miss you. (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, yeah, okay, Nathan. And uh, and then this is how this is how crazy it gets. Not crazy, but he talks about how he misses her. Then starts talking about his problems at home. And she's like, "I can't take this right now, Nathan." And he looks at her and goes, "Hey, uh, come to my game tonight." She's kind of like, "What?" And he goes, "Trust me, I miss you, Peyton. And I'll see you there." So we cut to the field house. We cut to the the gym, Whitey Durham's field house, the basketball court. Uh, Haley's walking with Lucas, and then Dan. Nathan, excuse me, walks up and goes, I got an 84. She's excited, and she jumps in his arms. She doesn't jump, but she, you know, you know that girl when girls hug you and they extend that lower part of that back? So And he's taller, so he scoops the lower part of the back, <laughs> and he's looking right in Lucas's eyes. So Lucas pissed because that's his, that's his BFF or uh, the girl he wants. It's not really defined what they are. So I don't know if Haley and Lucas are going to hook up. You know, it's the, it's the CW, so anything can freaking happen. Okay, so so he's pissed about that. So Haley doesn't really see it. Uh, and then we go to the, the locker room. And this is locker room talk. I say this all the time. Locker rooms are the most worst place for boys to be because they're bullied all the time. It's just it's a measuring contest. So Dan looks at all the old men and goes, hey, I'm going to carry the team tonight. And Keith, he looks at his brother, is going to carry my jock strap. And everybody's like, you know, laughing, old dudes. And this old, I don't know who this black dude's name is. I thought he'd be Skills Dad, but it's not. <clears throat> and he looks at Keith and goes, Keith, I didn't know you had a son on the team. And Keith goes, hey, I'm just a stand-in. Standing in for a kid who doesn't have a dad. I'm like, woo Keith and Dan can serve it up to each other. We cut to the basketball court. Haley, uh, she looks at uh, Lucas and she calls his name. Lucas, hey, Lucas. And then she goes, Scott. And both of the brothers turn around. 
So Luke's ignoring her. He looks at her and ignores her. And she's like, hey, didn't we just talk about, like, you not tripping about me tutoring? This is my thing. And then we introduce we introduce Nathan Scott. They're about to do tip-off. Everyone's cheering for Nathan. But the big applause happens for Dan Scott because all the parents remember Dan, and he was a runner-up. He didn't win the state championship. He was a runner-up. Dan was a tip-off, range of three. Uh, we cut to Peyton, need for speed, still running through red lights, trying to kill herself. Peyton reminds me a lot of of Layla from All-American. I know this is crossing shows, but Layla from All-American dealing with depression. Both of their parents, mothers, dies. So I get the similarity, CW. So I need, to, I need a writing gig on CW. I know the formula. Uh, <clears throat> so the kids are beating the piss out of the dads. They're doing and one stuff, throwing the balls behind their back. And then <laughs> Dan looks at Nathan. Don't you freaking do that to me. You better play the, the right way. Uh... So they're all in the locker room again, locker room talk. And uh, Dan looks at Teeth and is like, you think you're tough playing house with my ex-girlfriend? So you can tell Dan is kind of pissed that, yo, you're with Karen. Like, what are you doing? That's my ex. Like, leave her alone. That's disrespectful. That's some, some Old Testament stuff. And then says, and Dan Dan walks up to Nathan and starts trashing him in the locker room. Goes, hey, Nathan, give me your best what you got. Let's see who else wins. And he goes, Dad, you're down by 30. He goes, so? Let's go at it. This is the first time Keith ever has a, a mentoring relationship, like an uncle relationship with Nathan. And he's like, hey, um, just try your best. You guys are doing fine. And he does an impression. Everyone laughs. And Lucas gives these boy dreamy eyes at his uncle to be like, okay, this is the Scott I want to be like. And we cut to Peyton again, trying to kill herself, running through red lights uh, again. And then she finally almost gets hit, and she starts crying. She's crying. So this is so much like All-American. Like both these girls are trying to kill herself. So mental uh, awareness is happening. Uh, then we cut back to Whitey Durham's field house. So we're back at the field house. Go back to the game. They're coming out of the locker room. And Haley, she pulls up on Lucas. And she goes, Lucas, what the freak? What's up, dude? What the freak? What are you up to? And he goes, nothing. I saw you. She's like, I saw me what? Because I saw you with Nathan. And she's like, what's the problem? I got nothing with Nathan. And he goes, hey, Hales, <laughs> I want to believe you. I really do. But I don't think you're telling the truth. She's like, I'm serious. There's nothing going on with us. And then he looks down there and he goes, nice bracelet. And if you remember, like episode three, I think. Three? Yeah, three. Or whenever they're burning those boats. He gave her a bracelet from a Cracker Jack box. And he gave it to her. So how does Freak does Lucas know this bracelet came from her? From him. You know, everyone has Cracker Jack box bracelets and stuff. When everyone has. Uh, so we cut to the game. And they, and they, you know, old people are playing. So they go, listen, old men. Next basket wins. So now everyone's hyped up. Next basket wins. And the the students, the sons have the ball. Everyone throws the ball to Nathan. And Nathan's like, all right, I'm a juki. So he's about to run up. He shakes his dad. And his dad gives him a hard foul in front of everyone. And everyone stops. You can look at Deb. Deb's eyes gasps. Karen's looking like, oh, my God. Here comes Dan again, making it about himself. And then he fouls him hard. And everyone sees the relationship with his dad. And he goes, look, I couldn't let you have that. And next thing you know it, uh, Lucas helps him up. The brothers, here we go. There's something. These brothers are going to bond eventually. Maybe season two, season three, they'll start to bond and Lucas is just like, you want to beat them? Let's beat them together. And Nathan goes, nah, I got to do this alone. And then uh, Nathan's dribbling the ball, loses the ball. They give it to Dan. And uh, no, we cut, We yeah, gives it to Dan. 
And Dan has the ball. Everyone, Dan pulls up, and he's backing his son down. And he goes, pretty sloppy. You letting me shake the ball. And he goes, I let you do it. And he goes, and I'll let you win if you want to, because you'll never beat me. I'm better than you. I'm like, oh, freak. And you never will. I'm like, all right, here we go. How we cut to the locker room, and Dan's just kind of like looking alone. You know, he's sitting there by himself. You know, he's overweight. You know, he's thinking about high school days. And uh, Lucas and his dad are talking. Well, Lucas and Keith are talking. not his dad. Lucas and his uncle's talking. He goes, I saw how you were there for Nathan and for everyone else. And he goes, for tonight, I wish you were my dad. And Keith should have said, I am. Or I'm like, I'm your uncle. They're still family. You know, they're still family. And he goes, I saw a lot of stuff that you did. And I, I want to keep our name Scott because there's a lot of good inside the Scott's family. Then we go outside, and Peyton's outside. And Nathan pulls up to Peyton and goes, Peyton, I'm glad you came. And she goes, you know what today is? And he goes, what? He goes, today's the day my mom died seven years ago. So she's in high school. They got to be like sophomores, so four, fifteen. So when she's like eight, no, oh man, she was eight when she lost her mom. Yeah, this is similar to All-American. Sorry to cross shows, but this is very similar. And uh, she goes, you would know if you knew anything about me and asked you only talk about yourself, which, just like Dan, that's what he does. And then she goes, well, why did you come tonight? She goes, I didn't come for you. He goes, who did you come from? And then here comes dreamy-eyed Captain Jack Sparrow Lucas walks. But she walks past Lucas, and he just looks gleamy and dreamy at her and walks through her, <laughs> past by. We cut back to Dan in the locker room all alone by himself. And then she drives off. But this time she's stopping. She's stopping at the red light and going when the green light goes. So we get it. It was the anniversary of her mom dying and her boyfriend breaks up with her. So she's going through a lot mentally. So, you know, and thank shout out to Whitey for being there in that episode. But Peyton really needs to start seeing a therapist. That's what she needs right now, a therapist. Lucas, definitely jealous of his brother Nathan that he's connected with Haley. Definitely see Nathan looking at Haley Haley's, you know, she's a little bad little brizzle. I think she might be better than, I don't want to compare women, but just like she suits him better, you know. Most athletes always date either strippers, IG models, or or reality stars. So it's a balance of someone that's actually helping you. You know, she can help his business. She's smart. And we look at Karen. Karen, definitely supporting mother. Deb, I'm starting to like Deb more, her character development. And uh, Dan and Nathan, they're definitely related. They're definitely father-son, definitely two jerks off the same tree. So this is uh, One Tree Hill, Episode 5, Season 1. These are the characters right now. The question we got, where the freak of skills? Where is mouth? Where are these dudes at? They're here, the pilot episode. They go to play basketball this court all the time. Now they're nowhere to be found. Mouth from Boy Meets World, skills from Coach Carter. So where the freak, man? So shout out to you tree heads and tree healers, tree heads and healers. Shout out to Carol Basket. Killed her, husband, whacked him.